You're listening to the I Can Relate podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Miller. On this podcast, we talk to relatable and amazing people with real life struggles and joys sharing the goodness of God. Each episode is designed to bring encouragement to your life. So make sure you subscribe today. Also, don't forget to give five stars and write a review so others can find this podcast and be blessed. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. You're listening to episode 17 of season two. And today I have the privilege and honor of having Charity Berkey, who is the creator of the blog, Encouragement from Women Who've Been There. And today she is joining us for this episode and I am so excited for her to share her heart on friendship. And so Charity, thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. Well, I'm happy to be here. One thing that I really admire about you, Charity, is just your willingness to learn from others. And you are, I constantly see that in your life. I love seeing the different aspects of people's lives and where they've come from and why they have certain perspectives on different, you know, areas of the Bible and how they see different things. Mm -hmm. I do. I love being a learner. Do you ever find it overwhelming? When I want to see truth, so like when you see the both sides or the multiple sides of the issues, my, my overwhelm comes when I feel like I want to share what I, I want to see exact the truth. Like, God, I am such a black and white person. Like yeah. by nature, it's like, this is wrong. This is right. This is, and so naturally, that's what I, where I come from, yeah. but understanding that honestly for it, in God's perspective, there are certain things in all throughout culture, like culturally, this was right, living under God and doing what is right. Culturally, this was right for that person to do. And that kind of thing really was very hard for me to learn mm-hmm. and learning to apply that, even saying, hey, you know, they do diff- different things over in this, this continent and going and visiting different continents has been huge for me in understanding different styles of music, different styles of dress, and understanding that this is right for this person. They are still yeah. right with God when they do this. And here over in America, I'm right with God when I do this. So those kinds of things are very, for me, what becomes overwhelming is when I feel like I need to share the truth with somebody mm-hmm. else. Because I yeah. only want to share truth. When you can right. be a learner of this and be, okay, I know this is what's right for me, but on a broad spectrum, what really is the truth that everyone needs to hear? And quite honestly, when we bring it all back to reality, the, the gospel is the truth of what everybody right. needs to hear. I don't Absolutely. need to bring them back to my standard that I see for my daily living or this certain standard I feel needs to be applied to our church or whatever. What really needs to be shared more than anything is Jesus and the gospel. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. And uh, just a little background of charity. She is an assistant pastor's wife at her uh, dad's home church in Las Vegas. She's grown up in a pastor's home her whole life. And we both have that in common. Um, of course, my dad's been retired since 2008, but um, you know, it's just, um, we have a lot of kindred spirit things about us. And so um, I'm really excited for everybody to hear this. I think um, friendship is extremely important. 
And so, you know, Charity, from your dive into the book of Ruth um, and, and going through that, why is friendship so important? Beyond the obvious reasons, you know, you don't want to be lonely. You don't want yeah, to, sure. it's nice to have somebody to talk to. Besides those obvious reasons, um, God has a book that we were just talking about that's, whose name means friendship. The book, the word Ruth actually means friendship. And it's in the book of Ruth where it visits friendships of two grown adult women. And I find that interesting. There's so many different friendships throughout scripture that we can read. You know, there's David and Jonathan, Paul and Silas, Paul yeah. and Barnabas, Jesus and all the disciples. But I find it interesting that the whole book of Ruth is dedicated. There's so much you can get out of it, obviously. You know, you can, the kinsman redeemer, there's, there's so many different themes, but there is an underlining theme of friendship throughout the book of Ruth. And I believe if God finds it important enough to entitle one of his 66 books, friendship, mm -hmm. then friendship must be important to God. And therefore to the Christian, it should be important to us. Yeah. So why, why is friendship so important? Because God emphasizes it. God tells us I've met it, it said, I've met multiple, multiple women who have been hurt in friendships. And so they put up a lot of guards. I know you've met, we've all met people like that. They put up, they put up walls because they don't want to be hurt again. Mm -hmm. But when, uh, but even though we have, we should be, there should be certain guards, but we shouldn't say, I don't need friends. And I have met women who've said that too. Oh, I don't need friendships. Or, or I have my husband. My husband is my very best friend. I, we have so much fun together. Mm -hmm. We encourage each other in the Lord. We, we just have a have wonderful relationship. But outside of that, he doesn't understand um, what I'm going through as a woman. And I believe God allowed us to have other women to be our friends. So it's just important yeah. to God. And that's why it should be important to us. God's all throughout scripture. Um, it's also for the Christian. It's one of the ways in which we get to actually experience Jesus Christ. We get to experience when, when we're with another Christian who is acting like Christ, because that's what we are, right? Christians, we're little Christ's. Yeah. We're supposed to show Jesus to other people. Right. So when you are showing Jesus to me, I get to experience what Jesus would be like here on this earth. When I am showing Jesus to you, I get to experience how Jesus would treat his friends. And one, I just think that alone, that, that, that gives me goosebumps, like yeah. thinking how amazing that we get to experience who Jesus is in each other. And that's, that's, one of the reasons why I think friendship is just so important. Yeah, that's really good. And I think too, in order to be that friend, you know, being able to um, love others the way we should, I think we have to understand God's love towards us. And I think if right. we don't understand God's love towards us, it's harder for us to be that friend. Right. Um, to, to, to and, and to be that friend the way Jesus would be that friend. Right. Um, that God loves us even though we are wrongdoing towards him. Yes. So should we seek out friendship or let it come to us? 
Okay, it's political season, right? So I'm going to have a very political answer. <laughs> we need to have both. Okay, so we need to allow friendship to come to us by being approachable. I so the Bible that. says, the Bible says that a man that hath friends must show himself friendly. Point blank, that's pretty easy to understand. You have to show that you are a friendly person. So a lot of times I've had people come and talk to me about not having friends, but all they have is a scowl on their face and an E or demeanor, you know, Winnie yeah. the Pooh reference, you know, they're just like, oh, thanks for noticing me. And they're not approachable. Um, smiling, like looking at somebody and smiling, something as simple as that, being approachable. Yeah. If we decide to look around, um, there is always someone in this world that has 7.8 billion people. There is someone that needs you as a friend. Mm -hmm. We shouldn't look for, you know, oh, they're the most, I, this, this is mind boggling to me because I believe people sometimes revert back to high school and they look for the most popular person that wants to be their friend. Like they think, oh, they're so cool. But we do that and we think, oh, that's the person that I wish was my friend. Instead of realizing, you know what, that person has all the friends in the world. They probably don't even need me as a friend. Mm -hmm. But there are people out there that will be good friends if I look and think, hey, that person needs a friend. That person needs me in my life. Um, there's literally millions of women in the world and dozens of ways to connect with them. That's another thing. There's so many ways to connect with these women. You don't even have to go anywhere. You can connect with someone right over your phone. There's so many ways yeah. available to do that. Yeah. But we really have to change our idea of what friendship is. We, can't, we often go into friendships um, unknowingly thinking, what can I get out of this? Like, we wouldn't say that. We wouldn't think, oh, you know, what can I get out but it's just like, um, we do that with so many human relationships. When we, we get married because we like, what they, we like them and how we feel about them. We yeah. have a baby because we want to have that love as a baby. We know it's work, of course. But we, with human relationships, we do things because we want it. But yeah. in all honesty, any relationship, you have to give, 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 give to make that relationship thrive. So when, um, when we understand that being a friend is fulfilling the need of another, not the other way around, and the hurtful truth is that some people don't actually need my friendship, that's sad to think, oh, they don't really need me to be as their friend. They have all the friends in the world. They have the friends that they want. It, that's a sad thought. But the exciting thing is there are so many out there who would be thrilled yeah. if you ask them to go get a cup of coffee with them. I mean, there's so many people out there. If you just open your eyes to who is out there that is in need of a friend, it will totally change your perspective. Um, one of my most memorable quotes from my childhood growing up was my mom saying, I don't, I, I don't remember her not saying this to me. She would say, Charity, go find someone who wants to be a friend. If they don't want to be yeah. your friend, move on and find someone who does. There are plenty of people in this world who want you to be a friend. She yeah. told that me, to me everywhere I went. When I would go to summer camp, Charity, if they don't want to be your friend, that's fine. 
so many people will want to be the, your friend. And that wasn't just true about me. That's true about you. That's true about every woman out there. Somebody wishes you would call them and say, hey, what are you doing today? You want to go to the park with our kids? Somebody wishes you would do that. So um, I do want to stop and remind people here who are thinking, you know, well, I put everything into the relationship and I never see any return because that happens a lot, doesn't it? Like, you know, they think, sure. well, I just give and give and give to this relationship. Well, that's when you have to stop and you say, maybe we should look for someone else to invest that relationship, friendship into. That's where you have to say, oh, but I've been friends with them for 30 years. Well, that's fine. You don't have to cut off the friendship. Since that, re that relationship has been distanced, it's opened up for you to find other friends and invest that friendship into. Yeah, so that's really I good. would say, so number one, yes, you should. So it's both, you know, we should allow friendships, but we should also seek out friendships by thinking of others first. Okay. So yeah. we talk a lot of the times, um, the enemy will discourage us. Okay. Maybe we're on social media. Like maybe you had a great day and then you go and you sit down and you scroll on social media and like three of your besties are out and they didn't invite you. Mm -hmm. That's like, Oh, what did I do? Why yeah. didn't it? And maybe you even might comment, Oh, this looks like it would have been fun. <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you're hurt. Mm -hmm. And you're just, and that, and that, I don't, I don't know anybody that hasn't happened to, you know, something sure. like that. Like you, yeah. you think, well, what happened with me guys? You know, <laughs> what did I do to offend you? Or I, aren't we, you know, weren't we all buddies? Um, but that's when, when that happens, that's when you have to mentally turn around and be the person who goes and drops off the Starbucks at somebody else's home and surprises them. That's when you have to be the person that thinks of somebody who you know is hurting and pray for them and send them a text and say, hey, I love you and I just prayed for you right now. That's when you have to look too at yourself and think about your spirit and think, you know what? Maybe I have a complaining spirit like Naomi in the Bible. Like I have, we're gonna talk a little bit more about her in a minute um, and think maybe I should have more of a servant spirit like Ruth does, instead of a take, 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 I'm so sad spirit mm -hmm. like Naomi. Both of these women, Ruth was a prime example of this. After 10 years of marriage, her husband passed away. She never had any children. She was in a very bad place, a very yeah. bad place in her life. Yeah. And yet she focused her energy on helping and encouraging and being the friend to Naomi, who was in desperate need of a friend. At one point, Naomi was in such depression that she told everyone to refer to her when they all went back home. You all know the story. Those of you, if you don't know the story of Ruth and Naomi, just open up the book. It's four chapters. You can yeah. read it in about 20 minutes. It's very yeah. easy read. It's a beautiful book. Um, oh, it's amazing. It's such a neat, there's so much in those four little chapters. But when, um, she went back to her hometown with Ruth right beside her. And she told everybody, they said, Naomi's back in town. Naomi's back in town. And she looked and she said, no, call me bitter. Don't call me Naomi anymore. Call me bitter. 
because the Lord has dealt so bitterly with me. She said she left Bethlehem full. I left this place full of everything I needed. And you know what I came back with? I came back empty. I came back with nothing. With Ruth standing right there with her. Now, here's a question for you. By Naomi expressing this, who would these words be hurtful to? Mm. They would be hurtful to Ruth. Yeah. Ruth standing there thinking, well, what am I? Am I nothing? Right. I'm, I, I'm your friend. I left everything too. I had a home still to live in back then, back there. My family, I had my family. My husband's not there, but I had my, my family that I grew up with. They were there. Essentially, Naomi didn't, Naomi didn't even recognize all that God had given her in the friendship of Ruth. Um, so yes, be approachable and seek out those friendships, but we should also be thinking of others first. So it's twofold. What is good indicators that you're in that type of friendship? Okay, so a, a true friendship. That's what I would like to call it. So obviously a true friendship is based on Jesus Christ. We'll talk about that a little bit in just a few minutes. But uh, because a lasting, that will be a lasting friendship friendship because even if you and I hate each other if people just keep this in mind one day we're going to be stuck in heaven together yeah <laughs> like that we have a lasting friendship no matter what you and I Becky we're going to heaven and That's whatever right. negative thing happens we're going to be together forever in heaven yeah. so why not get it right here on this earth That's so good. um now there's a few things for true friendships a true friend tells the truth to you um proverbs 27 6 Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Um, sometimes the truth hurts, but a friend is going to, a real friend is going to be honest with you. They're not going to be a jerk and like stab you with it, but they're going to, they're going to gently tell you the truth. A true friend is willing to be used. Okay. Now this sounds like, oh, how awful. Um, Ruth, the Moabitess and Ruth two, two, um, she said unto Naomi, let me go now to the field and glean ears of corn after him in whose sight I shall find grace. And she said unto her, go, go my daughter. So she, Ruth was willing. I will do whatever I need to do to help you. To, I, will, I will be used. Um, and honestly, that's what we're all here. People don't want to admit that. But that's what we're here for. We are to be used of each other. Mm -hmm. um, it sounds like if you're like, oh, they're just using you. You know what? If I can emulate Christ in that, don't we all just use Jesus? I, mm -hmm. I'm using him to get to heaven. <laughs> yeah, but I right. have a relationship with him. The Bible says we love him because he first loved us. I didn't look and think, oh, I just love you, Jesus. No, he loved on me. And I'm like, oh, I love, whoa, you've given me so much. And in response, I love him back. Um, a true friend becomes so teachable um, that others enjoy learning from them. Um, you can learn from each other. A lot of times I find this in young, like teenage girls, they just, well, no, they, the ones, they seem like so friendly, but a lot of times they'll have a hard time keeping friends because they just want to be the first to know everything. They tell everything. Oh, they're the, no one enjoys a know-it-all, right? Mm. Okay. We all know someone like this. I hope I'm not that person. I pray that I'm not. No, but you're not. <laughs> they, they're, they're people that are experts on everything. I know adult mm. women that are like that. And it, that puts up a wall for people. They think, oh, I, I had one friend tell me, they said, 
I went over to somebody's house and they said, oh, yeah, I was invited to go over their house. I don't want to ever go over there. She's so perfect. And I think that's such mm-hmm. a sad, on both sides, to, to put up these walls that you are so perfect and you know everything about everything that, and then on the other side, it's like, oh, that's so intimidating. Neither one of those need to be a thing. Right. But they are, and those are both from Satan. Um, we should be able to, um, honestly, if we're willing to shut our mouths and to listen, Mm. I promise you're going to learn something and you'll probably gain a friend or two and you'll gain a lot of knowledge that way too. So those are just a few things that you can look at your friendships and be like, oh, wow, if I have this in a friendship, it's going to be a long lasting friendship. It's not just going to be those fair weather friends. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Um, And should we have expectations in friendships? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Definitely expect to be hurt. Expect, (laughs) expect to love and not always get the love that you expect in return. Um, We should expect to forgive and we all should also should expect to receive forgiveness. Um, And why is that? Because it's a relationship and there are ups and downs in all relationships. Now, now as with any relationship, we shouldn't allow any kind of abuse. Okay. So I'm going to add this in here. If you have a friend who it's constantly purposefully hurting you, you need to walk away from that relationship. Um, She's not really a friend anyway. Exactly. This is an unhealthy relationship. This is not a friendship. It's not a true friendship. The Bible says Proverbs 22, 24, make no friendship with an angry man and with a furious man, thou shalt not go. Why? lest thou learn thy, his ways and get a snare to thy soul. He says, you know, get away from those people that are jerks. Yeah. They, and sometimes people get into the habit of following that kind of friendship. You don't need an abusive friendship. So in no way am I advocating for, oh, just keep being that friend, keep being the, no, if, you're, if you have somebody that's consistently purposefully being a jerk to you, that's not a friendship. That's not a true friendship. That's an unhealthy relationship yeah. that you need to walk away from. So, um, but you could expect joy from true friendships. You can accept, but like I said, it's an up and down thing, just like any relationship. Always be willing to forgive and always be willing to love. Yeah. And I think in it, touching on, you know, the expectations, you know, should we expect them to give as we give or is it just... So we just should give, give, give. And if they never give anything in return, that's okay. Or is that like, cause you you had mentioned earlier, you had said, you know, maybe it's time to find another friend or friends, people that want to have coffee and want to, you know, you you know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Um, I believe a true true friendship will eventually, you will eventually um, produce a return. Okay. So like, if you look at Ruth and Naomi, Ruth for a very long period of time, we don't know exactly how long she was the giver in the friendship. Right. Yeah. And I have some friends that, um, you know, really bad things have happened. You know, they have stillbirths. They've Mm -hmm. had multiple, multiple, um, um, what are they called? Oh, miscarriages. Miscarriages. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. They have they have multiple miscarriages, or or their spouse passed away. That time is a time often they can sink into depression, and that can be for a few years. 
but a true friend speaks truth. A true friend is there to love and encourage and to be alongside and be that person that, hey, when you're ready for that friend to be there, I'm there for you. And you see what's so neat at the end of Ruth, you see how Naomi turns around and she becomes the nurse to that baby. She is her helper. Could you imagine having somebody there right with you all the time to help raise those babies? I mean, obviously we have our spouse, but to have another woman that understands how can you wake up in the middle of the night and take care of this, (laughs) you know, having, having another woman. I mean, she, she, she invested and there was a major return. So it's not going to be immediate with some friendships, but a true friendship, eventually there will be a return. Ruth and Naomi, their backgrounds were completely different. Ruth was a Moabitess. She was from the land of Moab. She was the descendant of the disgusting Lot and his daughter. Everyone it would have known this in Bethlehem. They called her Ruth the Moabitess. Ruth the Moabitess. Oh, you know who Ruth is, right? Oh, she's the one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Her, her great-grandparents, you know what she came from? Yes, she's the incest family. That is what Ruth would have been known to as these people. Yeah. Just look it up. It's amazing. Wow. Her name itself would have caused discrimination against her in Naomi's country. Mm-hmm. So there was racial tensions between Naomi and Ruth's nations. Mm-hmm. The Israelites would have looked down upon the Moabites. There were terrible wars that happened between the two nationalities. I mean, so many, I can't go into detail, just so much stuff though. Yeah. But Naomi was old. She had already lived her life. Ruth was young. Naomi was blessed with children. Ruth had not been given any children by God. They were an opposite ends of the spectrum. And yet what made the difference in their friendship? I believe we find that in the end of verse 16 of Ruth 1 where Ruth states, your people will be my people and thy God will be my God. Yeah. What did Ruth base their entire friendship on? We have the same God. Your God is my God. And a way we can develop those friendships, this is a plug for something I think women need to do more than anything to get friends. And that's get involved with discipleship within your local church. If you, I have had women that who used to live on this street, who have been drug addicts, who have had lives completely opposite of mine. And they are dear friends of mine. Why? Because on a weekly basis, they come over for an hour or two and we study the Bible and we can talk and talk and talk and talk about the Bible and how good God has been in our lives and how we've seen God work in our lives and our friendship, though we have nothing in common, except we both grew up in Las Vegas and had very (laughs) different lives in Las Vegas, homeschooled kid that never left her house. Then you have the kid that didn't have a mom, you know, and why can we be good friends? Because her God is my God. Yeah, I can tell really you good. multiple friends of my, at my church that that is where we have based our friendships off of. Our friendships are based on your God is my God and we can love him. And he's been so good to both of us. And you know what? He's forgiven us both of yeah. so much. Yeah. I have so much to be forgiven of. And so do you. And when we base that on Jesus Christ, when we base our friendships on so many other things, other than Jesus, that's why we fail. 
As Christians, in order to have a lasting friendship, we must base that friendship on Jesus. And that is how you will have a lasting true friendship that will last all of eternity, eternity. Yeah. That's, that's my plug for discipleship. I wish more people would get into it. It is the best thing ever for friendships. Yeah. Thank you so much, Charity. And especially ending on that note. Um, thank you for joining me, um, on the podcast. Of course we're in season two and I love how you ended on that note because again, it's about taking our eyes off of ourself and looking out and saying, who can I bless? Who can I put my arm around? And as you said, disciple, um, show them the love of Christ, not making every, every person we meet as, oh, they could be my best friend or they could be my close friend. How about just looking at them and saying this, how can we grow together in the love of Christ? And so oh, that's beautiful. I, again, I, I think it was just so God that you ended on that note because it, again, it takes our eyes and it puts it back where it's supposed to be. And that's on Christ and how we should be towards other people. Charity, go ahead and share with us your platforms for Instagram and Facebook. Sure, you can follow our Facebook page. It is called Encouragement from Women Who've Been There. And what it is, I look at it as our Facebook page because mm. we have so, we've had hundreds of women who write for it. Becky writes for it. Anybody who has a consistent walk with Jesus and who is willing to share some truths from God's word, I will ask them to write for our our page. And what it is, it's just a daily devotional that'll pop up on your Facebook page. I had a lot of women that are, you know, they had just gotten saved or they just had a hard time. They'd say, oh, I'm on Facebook for like three hours. And then I realized I haven't spent time with Jesus. And so we created this Facebook page for people to be able to be reminded. And it just has a short verse and it has um, some, you know, a nice story about the verse of how it affected their lives, but it's a daily encouragement. So you can find us on Facebook and our Instagram handle is encouragement from women. So on Instagram or encouragement from women and on Facebook encouragement from women who've been there. And I'm on Facebook as Neil Charity Berkey. (laughs) Neil is my husband, but that's it. And I always share a lot of different things on there. But if you go to encourage, I call it EFW, go to EFW. That's where you'll get most of our encouraging things on there. Well, that wraps up today's episode. Thank you so much for taking time to listen. I hope that you will share this with a friend. Also, if you don't mind, so other people can find the podcast and be encouraged please give us five stars, write a review, and also be the light in someone's life this week. Write a text, write a note, take them to coffee and show them that you care. Well, again, thanks for listening and I'll talk to you next time on the I Can Relate podcast.